Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Winston Preparatory School is a leading school network for students with learning disabilities. Learn more about Winston Prep and register for an open house at www.winstonprep.edu. I'm sure some of you caught that I opened the number by opening a script, blank pages. Very good reason for that. Our siblings over at the WGA are currently on strike in pursuit of a fair deal. Now, yes, and how many of us know what that is? So... I'm sure for some of you at home, you're thinking, oh, okay, but what does that have to do with the Tony Awards? Well, I'm gonna tell you, thanks for asking. <laughs> Award shows are traditionally written by members of the WGA. So in order for this show to go on, a whole host of people had to come together in order to find a compromise. And we are all here. So to every single person who had a hand in finding that compromise, I say a full-throated thank you! And that is uh, Ariana DeBose, who was the hostess uh, of the Tony Awards. Joining us right now is Jesse Green, who is the author of Shy. He is the theater critic for the New York Times. Uh, he writes ex- uh, extensively about different theater productions in New York City. Uh, he's a fabulous writer. He draws from all different aspects of culture, history, um, philosophy, uh, in order to give us a rounded opinion of whether or not a particular performance of a show is worth seeing. Jesse Green, welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hello. Hi. Hey, good morning, Lisa. And I, I, I have to get you to write my biography. That was a lovely intro. Oh, yeah. No, you missed the original when I talked all about how a theater critic... <laughs> you missed the original when I talked about how at the, at the top of the show, I'll send it to you, because the theater critic, in my view, to be a good theater critic, and you do this very well, Jesse, is you really have to draw, you know, from everybody, from Aristotle and Socrates to the latest production of Anything Goes, in order to properly review theater, because theater is a generalist enterprise. I, I agree completely. And and uh, the season that just passed and that the Tony Awards just honored was just filled with things that required uh, a lot of context to, to think about, as did the show itself. The 
the clip you just played put it put the Tony Awards in a new context this year. Yes, and she was breathless coming out of dancing her heart out, Ariana DeBose. I got to know her only from uh, Schmigadoon, which I saw, which is, if you haven't seen Schmigadoon, Schmigadoon is a very creative mashup, very creative, of walking into old and not so old music, old and older musicals in a fictionalized portrait. It's what, on I think it's on Apple TV and they had seasons one and two yeah. already, and Schmigadoon, obviously, a mashup of Brigadoon. That was fun. By the way, Jesse Green, did you like Schmigadoon? Did you like it? I, I did, uh, very much. And uh, I liked both seasons. The first season took off on kind of golden age musicals like, like Brigadoon and Oklahoma, and the second, more uh, musicals of the 70s and the Bob Fosse style and right. Cabaret and Chicago, and, and both were just pretty delicious, I thought. Yeah, really, really clever. Really clever. So, Jesse Green, tell us a little bit. Um, the Tonys. I want to review not the Tony Awards. I really want to review the Broadway season. I'd like to know your hits and misses. What do you think? What, what, yeah. When you look back over this season, what are the things that you would say to your friends, you got to go see? Well, you know, it sort of depends on who your friends are. I mean, I, I uh, among musicals, I typically divide them uh you know into genres so you know are you the person who likes uh a jukebox musical the you know that that uses songs from a particular singer or pop hit maker to create a new story or do you like the kind of what i call the nerdical the kind of quiet serious intimate musical that's sort of the underdog or do you like the big box show the one that's giving you bright lights and a lot of everything sort of like the costco of musical theater and and, 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 and and this year at least i'm sure you know there was there was something great for all of those people yes, yes. so for me I, i'm the nerd right so the nerd the nerdicals my top pick and that was kimberly akimbo which did win the top award and and the most uh, tonys the other night um you know it's a touching kind of sad but very funny story not not for maybe everyone in the tourist audience but I hope so, because they, they could learn to something and enjoy it quite a lot. It's a, an amazing small show. But then at the other end of the spectrum, you have Some Like It Hot, which is an amazing big show. Uh, the, the, the Costco show, as I said, the big box with uh, just amazing dancing and funny performances and also a serious through line. It is also New York, New York in that vein. And for those who like a, a, a jukebox, which is something I almost never like, I, I want to say. I mean, I don't mean to be mean about it, but I just have done everything I can to stamp them out. But uh, I liked this year one called Anne Juliet. I thought it was really a hoot and very witty. Yeah, and that's the only one I missed. I think I've seen everything else. Although I didn't see the Neil Diamond one. That was another jukebox musical, Caroline, right? Something Sweet Caroline. Something. Uh, a Beautiful Noise, it was called. And yeah, uh, yeah it was, it was uh, you know, uh, sort of different from the usual kind of jukebox, a little more serious as befits the uh, artist. But uh, it wasn't uh, up for any awards and, of course, mm. didn't win any. So let me ask you, are you a nerdical person or are you a big box show person I have, or both? I am both. I mean, to me, Wicked was the greatest show of a generation at full stop. So you could call that big box and sort of nerdy. But this season, 
But this season, I have been singing the praises of Kimberly Akimbo ever since I saw it because, and this is sometimes so beautiful, I didn't expect anything. I hadn't read anything about it. I just wanted to see something that was on Broadway. Um, and I knew Victoria Clark was in it. And I know that she was wonderful because I had seen her in Light in the Piazza years ago, and I wanted to see her. Maybe you're the person to see. I think you're the one that told me back in November to see Kimberly Akimbo, Jesse. I did. I had seen it. I think it. you did. Yeah. I, I loved seen it. it off Broadway the previous season. Yeah, I'm so glad you did. I not only uh, loved it, you... I thought it was the sleeper hit of the season. I had Bonnie Milligan on the next day, right? Right after I saw <laughs> it. And I said, she is beyond. And if she doesn't win a Tony, there's no justice in this world. So I was delighted that she won the Tony. And I just thought it was a sleeper hit. And I kept promoting it and promoting it all throughout the year. So that was my favorite show of the season. And I saw everything but and Juliet and the and the other one, you know, the um so I didn't see me and Juliet. Is that what it's called, or Anne Juliet? What's it called? Just Anne Juliet. It sort of Anne. takes the idea of Romeo and Juliet, but what if what if Romeo dies but Juliet doesn't? And oh. She can, it's, oh. So it's a it's sort of a feminist spin, and Shakespeare's wife Anne Hathaway can sort of convinces him or forces him to rewrite the story as it goes along, so that they don't just kill off the teenage girl. You know. Ah. So uh, it's, okay. it's very witty. Um, but it has these huge pop songs, you know, made famous by, you know, uh, Backstreet Boys and and uh, K- Katy Perry and people like that. So it's a lot of fun for everyone, even me, which is really saying something. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's really saying something. Well, okay. for that kind of show. But but on the other hand, we didn't sort of mention there's a was a big theme this season that was interesting and played out in one of the musicals and and uh, one and one of the plays, both of which won big awards the other night. And the theme I'm talking about is anti-Semitism, which oh, yeah. is at the yeah. heart of the musical Parade, which won for Best Musical Revival, and uh, the new play Leopoldstadt by Tom Stoppard, which won for Best New Play. And uh, these are both really quite serious works that uh, look at the subject of anti-Semitism from, you know, very different moments in time. Um, and it's, it's interesting to me that this theme is coming forward now. And I just saw another show, uh, you know, on the subject uh, the other day. And the, my review is up in the paper this morning. What is and it? there's more Which coming one? in the fall. Which um, one? That's playing not on Broadway. It's at the Park Avenue Armory. Uh, it's uh, called The Doctor. And it's based on a play by a Jewish playwright uh, in 1920 or so, a Viennese Jewish playwright, uh, about a doctor at a prestigious medical institute who is basically the victim of an anti-Semitic slur campaign that gets him, uh, you know, forces him to resign. In the modern version, it takes place now, and uh, the doctor is played by a woman, uh, Juliet Stevenson, the great British actress. One. And did you like the show? Should I go see it? Good show. You know what? Um, I, I want people to see it because it really asks a lot of important questions, not just about anti-Semitism right now, but identity politics, which is really a tough subject to wade into right now. Yeah, you know, you can get canceled at any turn. Um, I, I had some problems with it if you read my review, but that doesn't mean I don't think it's worthy or that I don't want people to see it if they can and it's yeah. a you know a very glamorous production as well. I saw Leopold Stott and I also saw Parade, and um, and I will say, and I'm Jewish, and so you know mm-hmm. I come with my set of baggage and preconceived knowledge and prejudices and 
whatever. Um, I will say that Leopold Stott I thought was solid and workmanlike and good, but it wasn't mm -hmm. revelatory. It wasn't it wasn't mm. La Dolce. I agree, Lisa. Right? I agree. Okay. okay, so there we are. I mean, it wasn't Life is Beautiful, which was to me. No, no. Right? But, Life but is Beautiful. Us, right. Okay. No, but I mean people, like the film, the film Life is Beautiful. Remember that film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I sat in the seat I, afterwards and I couldn't move for 10 minutes and I kept crying, right? Because that... <laughs> That to me was was an artistic tale of a tragedy that moved me to such a point, right, that it gave me a different view of things and I couldn't get out of my seat. I didn't feel that way about Lee Polchstock. It was good. It was good. Nothing bad about it, but, you know, it's good. It's good. Right? Uh, well, it was kind of what I call the prestige hit. Um, okay. You know, it, it comes from uh, London and from a, a playwright who won the most Tonys as a playwright in the history of the award. So, it had that go, and it was a very, you know, beautiful looking production. But yes. like you, um, I felt, you know, as someone who grew up around this subject and uh, had, you know, family members who were killed in the Holocaust, like many of us American Jews did, um, I sort of felt like, you know, what what are you telling me now? I, I already know the names of all the concentration mm. camps, I, you know, um, and so I. I, I'm not sure what it was doing, but I don't want to criticize it too much. It, you know, it was what it was and is probably uh, doing, uh, you know, some good work for a lot of people. But I, right. as a, right. you know, I, I was more affected by Parade. But I just want to say that experience you described about the movies, I had that too, but about different movies where you can't move from your seat when it's over. And I don't know if you'll remember this one, Lisa. It was called The Garden of the Finzi Contini. Oh, I remember that uh, about the Italian Jews, of course. Yes. Oh, my God. When I saw that, I mean, I went with a friend and he thought, you know, I was like, what was wrong with me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, mm -hmm. Just like I was in a, I was completely wet with crime. Anyway, right. enough of right. that. Right. Wasn't that Beryl <laughs> Berenson was in that? Beryl, Beryl Berenson or something no, like that? Berenson? No. Uh, was I, I think you're thinking... Oh, I can't remember. It was so long ago, Lisa. Were we even alive yeah, then? We were, no, no, we I were remember children. that. I remember that movie. <laughs> that was that movie was, in my opinion, that movie stayed in my brain because it was a portrait of of a life that was so totally yes. disrupted for no reason, and that's right. It and it, it didn't really focus on what happened next. It just no. you knew what happened next. Exactly. Um, anyway, uh, so so that's some of what was going on. There were some really, really good play revivals. It was a very tight category and with some excellent new plays. Uh, as I mentioned, Leopold Stott won the award, but the, there were quite a number of others in the category that I would have been just as happy had they won. The, you know, it was an unusual season, partly because of coming back from the pandemic uh, that left some openings in the theaters, like shows that, uh, you know, it, we've been empty or partly empty for a while. So new, some new kinds of shows were able to slip in and some of them did well and some of them didn't, but it, it made, uh, it gave a feeling of a lot more variety than I think we usually get. And, and that I find exciting. It was a very good season on the whole. I mean, it w it felt like a really robust Broadway season after obviously COVID was, you know, everything was interrupted and then it takes a while for, artistry to come back it takes a while to work on productions and bring things back um so it also takes a while for tourists to come back and so the numbers are not 
you know, what they would be in a pre-pandemic year, but they're, they are returning. Um, and the question will be, you know, as more um, shows are scheduled for Broadway that five years ago would not have made it to Broadway and are completely worthy, but will they attract audiences that can keep them going long enough to turn a profit? I, I'm, I'm a little worried about that, but we'll have to wait and see. Hey, Jesse Green, uh, you're the New York Times theater critic, and since you mentioned identity politics, I'm going to ask you a question, just to see how you answer it. Um, okay. Okay, some of the biggest news to come out of the Tonys was the fact that two actors declared themselves non-binary, and that was mm-hmm. the big, and they won. Jay Harrison Gee won, and I'm forgetting the name of the other person who won. But, Alex um, Newell. From Shucked, Alex Newell, which I haven't seen Shucked. I'm seeing it next Saturday, actually, and I'm excited to see it. And... Um, I just wanted to know from you, and again, you could tread carefully or not tread at all, but how much, how much do you think America cares, big America, all of America cares, uh, big and small, about these well, announcements that that's the most important thing to have come out of the Tonys? Um, I think you're probably right in what you're suggesting, which is that a lot of people don't care about it and uh, or maybe even are actively, you know, annoyed by it. Um, But most of America doesn't pay attention to the Tonys or the theater anyway. So, uh, you know, we're sort of in a bubble of the likes of you and me and and people in the New York area and some number of people all over the country who are obsessives. But it, it is, a, you know, compared to movies or television or popular music and the award shows that go with those, it's a very small audience and, and unfortunately getting smaller in terms of uh, viewership, as we learned uh, with the numbers this year. But um, I think the Broadway community is eager to celebrate advances it's making in diversity, not just about gender or sexual orientation or religion, but, uh, you know, prominently about race and uh, diversity of of, uh, people who formerly couldn't get seen or produced on Broadway. And I think that is worth celebrating to some extent. I get your point. Um, I mean, I don't even know what my point is. It just, I don't even know what my (laughs) point is. It's just, I kept noticing in everything about the Tonys that this was the big media news uh, um, it, it could have been about well, the fact that Kimberly Akimbo yeah. won Best Musical and what a show it is and what messages it has. And, and it defies all stereotypes and the beautiful music. And I just loved everything about that show. Um, it could have been a lot. It could have been about Jake Harrison Gee's extraordinary performance, regardless of his yeah. own private sexuality. I thought he definitely deserved the Tony. I adored him in Some Like It Hot. Uh, but it, instead it, tends to keep being about individual performers' sexual identity. And that's all I'm saying. Well, Lisa, you, you, know, you know how journalism is. I mean, you, you, can, you have to write about what appears to be news. Uh, mm. A good show is a wonderful thing, but it isn't news necessarily. I mean, at least, you know, you're talking about journalistic responses and reports and overviews. You know, in my, in my coverage, I, I focused much more on other things, but... Um, I, I think between the feeling of uh, excitement or a wish to advertise diversity, that became news that was covered as such by a, a lot of outlets. Uh, for me, who you know, it would not have mattered in the least if, if they weren't very good. Both Jay Harrison Gee and you're going to see Alex Newell and Chuck 
and Alex Newell just like lifts the roof off the place with the barn burner of a song. It's incredible. So you're going to, you know, have trouble figuring out who you would have voted for if you were a voter. Oh, that's great. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Let's celebrate the performances. Yeah. Jesse Green, can you stay with us just a moment? We're on live radio. We got to go to a break. I want to talk more about Shy. How's your book doing? What's happening with that in the world? And I also want to get, okay. I want, I want to ask you about the life of Pi. We're going to be right back with Jesse Green, New York Times theater critic when we come back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hola, welcome back to the show. Jesse Green is with us, the author of Shy, a fabulous, fabulous autobiography slash biography of Mary Rogers, also the New York Times theater critic. We're dishing a little bit about the Tonys and the 22-3 theater season. So, Jesse, did you see the – well, did you see? You've seen everything. What did you think of The Life of Pi? What did you think of The Life of Pi? Well, I thought it totally deserved the awards it won in the technical categories. It was visually one of the most stunning productions I've seen in a long time. Uh, you know, this is the story uh, based on a novel by Jan Martel about a kid who winds up, uh, you know, sort of shipwrecked with a tiger on on a terrible little raft and uh, is lost at sea for quite a long time. And it is so brilliantly staged between the videos and the uh, the, the way the set moves around. It's kind of thrilling. And I, I the problem is, the two problems, one is, it would seem to be an incredible story for bringing kids to the theater, but it is a really dark story, right? I mean, I don't want to say everything that happens, but that tiger uh, is hungry. Okay, get it? Yeah, no, no, it's um, not. It's not a kid's story. Whoever thinks it, it is, is not. No, no, but no, I no, wish no. it were because I'd love kids to be thrilled by that stagecraft. I, you know, in terms of the story, it's a fable. It's it's a to me, it's a little thin on psychology. Um, and, you know, part of why I think people keep thinking it's a children's show, but that's, I think it kind of falls between the cracks for me because of that. And that's also why, despite how brilliant, brilliantly staged it was, it was only nominated in technical categories. What do you think, Lisa? Um, I think that that's a good encapsulation. I saw it with the performer who does it on Friday nights, who I understand is the permanent Mm. alternate, who was very good. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I had read the book. I hadn't seen the movie. It's very difficult to bring anything to life from if you've read a whole book that does <laughs> proper justice to something once you've read the whole book, right? So that's mm. – I just want to say that. Uh, but um, I liked it. 
I agree with you. The thing that stays in my mind was the stagecraft and not the story. But I would still recommend yeah. it. I would still recommend that people see it because it, I thought it was a worthwhile evening in the theater. It shows you some of what theater is capable of doing, and I like that. Yeah, I guess I would say maybe teenagers rather than anyone younger than that. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah. and they would be pr- pretty thrilled. And a lot of them read the book anyway in school. So, uh, it, you know, it's a good compare and contrast situation. Um, but, uh, you know, it's good to have one of those shows. That's what I keep saying. This was a really strong season, not just because of individual pieces that were very good, and there were a lot of them, but because of the mix. There was yeah. a, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and, and I like I like to see a mix. It's it's a healthier thing, like, you know, crop rotation. You know, you don't wow. you don't plant the same thing every year. Well, I was sitting I, I took one of my very close friends who's not Jewish to parade. And mm-hmm. she is a lives on seventy second and Lexington and is a regular theater goer. A, a sophisticated mm-hmm. woman who goes to theater all the time for fun, just for fun. She could not stand parade, Jesse. And actually, yes, and experiencing watching it with her changed my opinion of the show, which was very interesting. Uh, She couldn't stand it because she was hoping that she would be going to something inspirational and fun and her (laughs) idea. So it's interesting, right? So when she goes to a Broadway musical, whatever it is. She doesn't want it to be a downer. And she wants to come away with feeling something good. And she was so depressed <laughs> by parade that she really got in a bad mood. And she said, I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. Now, I thought that was really interesting. Um, you know, I, I never thought about this before, but maybe the title is misleading mm-hmm. uh, in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um but I wonder if how she feels about a show like, you know, Sweeney Todd, which is, you know, not exactly, I mean, it is very funny, but it is, you know, a, a, about, uh, you know, terrible things. Right. And, I saw Sweeney Todd, um, too, I, by the way. I saw Sweeney Todd. You loved it. You loved the Sweeney Todd. Well, I loved it being restored to what I consider its proper size, a mm. full orchestra, full chorus with great singers. You know, Gro- Josh Groban, who played Sweeney Todd, is not is not our greatest actor in the world. Um, you'll pardon my saying, but he's got a beautiful voice. And I've seen this show so many times, and I love it in so many ways that, for me, I was happy to see it just so f- physically and musically beautiful. But I have to admit, other productions I've seen were probably more powerful. Um, I don't know how you felt, but... Uh, you know, I thought friend, Annalie Ashford was fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that, that is a comic performance for the ages, isn't it? Oh, she's um, marvelous. Absolutely marvelous. Yeah. But it's an interesting problem you raise. I mean, I think there are a lot of people who want to come to shows on Broadway, particularly musicals, for that feeling your friend described. Yeah. It's just that that's not always what artists want to make. I know. And there's enough success sometimes with more difficult material that producers are willing to keep keep trying at some more serious stuff. And a show like Kimberly Akimbo, which falls in the middle, being both very funny, very touching, uh, an undercurrent of great sadness, but an overcurrent of, of great charm. 
uh, that may be the sweet spot. I think that is uh, the sweet spot and also has hummable songs. And with all due respect to Jason Robert Brown, I couldn't pick a song (laughs) out of a lineup from Parade. Uh, Jesse Green, we have to wrap up. We're going to get cut off by the top of the hour. Jesse Green, don't, don't miss any of Jesse's theater pieces in the New York Times. Just don't miss them. And Jesse, give us a shout out for the audiobook of Shy. What's happening? Yeah, well, the audiobook and the paperback are both being published in uh, August. And I just can reveal to you that the reading the audiobook, aside from me, which is not a draw, is Christine Baranski reading oh, Mary's role. She's marvelous. Oh, that's going to be great. Jesse Green, thanks so much for being on the show. We'll be back with the next live hour coming right up. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.